0: All right, that's fine. Oh,
1: my tits look terrible. You know, these cameras are particularly bad. It's like, I know I look bad. I know, but not but that bad. But yeah, it's like... Same here. Look, look at this, in this shirt. It's horrific. I was in the bathroom. I looked fine. I think fine. I just don't
2: look at myself
1: so much. So. No, no, no. These, I'm telling you, these cameras specifically are not good. And then I, I could take all the rippage on YouTube from like... Even when I wasn't shaving my head, my hair was not as bad oh, it's as glistening. it looks...
2: On the, in like, on the, what, the V-Mits? It is and, uh, way
1: worse, and oh. I would half laugh because I knew it wasn't as bad as what everyone was seeing, but I'm also not the kind of dude who's gonna keep going to the producer and be like hey we need better lighting so i can look better you know what i mean like i'm not not... gonna be that
2: much of an increase exactly (laughs) i'm
1: not gonna be that person so like i both understand that however they set up the lighting in here for my particular body and hairline it definitely accentuates my faults but i'm also not gonna start putting on makeups before the shows yeah i got a a solid like harrington are we recording this by the way oh yeah thank you sir
2: it's a solid c cup in the in the
3: we want your we want
4: freedom. What is up everybody? Welcome back to the Run
1: Your Mouth Podcast. That is a song. wait, keep it playing, Harrington. I was I was vibing it. It sounded like uh, some good backdrop music. I feel like I'm in the original GTA. I'm going to go rob a bank. That was sent to me by a fan who uh, his son requested the Gun and Sandwiches song, which apparently is this. I've never heard it before. Um, And uh, I appreciate the emails. Robsnewsroom at gmail.com. Hit me up. This guy had some kind words. Apparently, he's been uh, homeschooling his kid and playing him nothing but run your mouth. I don't know if that's a great education, but, you know, God bless. imagine that
2: that's like a course? In a, in a homeschooling. It's like, all right, I guess it's 11 o'clock. So I uh,
1: guess it's the run your mouth hour. That's the voice You're of at... Mr. Feldstein back in action. Yes. Nice to have you
2: here. Oh, it feels so good.
1: People have been sending me some fun emails. I'm going to uh, Colorado um, yes. on the 14th and 15th Are of you February. Me or... uh, you if you'd like to come, sure thing. I'm doing, no. uh, I'm doing a stand up gig. And uh, someone offered, firstly, a fan booked me to do the gig. And no, another fan. In comping yeah. Another fan in Denver hit me up and was like, hey man, I, I saw you're gonna be in Denver. I got a couch if you want to crash on it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm digging the community vibe. I'm looking forward to uh summer porch tour season three. I think it's gonna be the biggest summer porch tour yet. Easily. For sure. So, it's only on the rise. So hit me up, people. Rob's at gmail.com and uh, Robbie the Fire. Hopefully, uh the first hopefully we'll be able to kick off and end the summer porch tour at Yosef's porch, and I envision you actually having furniture this year. So uh, I think it's going to be keep a. Keep on getting on me on that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I think it's going to be a big, splendid affair. Eric. Anybody.
0: We see that new Uncut Gems movie? No,
1: um, no, no. I did not. Let's two... not. Why Okay. I, I just.
0: Good, no, it feels very on brand for you two. Two, you know, Whoa, Jewish, Jewish men who. who, who I don't yeah. Really, I, I, I... Did
1: you see it, Mike?
0: Yeah, I saw it last night. It was fucking awesome.
2: Oh, I can't wait to see it. I actually was proposing. Um, have you ever been to the Alamo Draft House movie theater? No, the but best. they serve it's beers, like the right?
1: like Beers and burgers.
2: It, it's like full on, just like you could write down your order and they like bring it to you while you're in like this giant recliner. Never ending uh, giant metal tub of popcorn. That plus like just you could get like full on meals and like snacks and they bring it to you in like a metal tin so that you could like... Everything is served for like... A person who's lying down in a recliner like it's not like on a flimsy plate it's in this metal tin that's everything's kind of contained in it wait
0: they got recliner seats at the alamo now
2: i believe so not for your kind you have like very (laughs) spread out and also there's like a table to put stuff right in front of you it's wait
0: this we're talking about the alamo and yonkers yeah that's not like that i never remember it being like that i you might be thinking of the I pick in dobbs ferry no no the alamo draft house near the five guys
2: yeah, in that big
0: shopping center in Yonkers. Yeah. Huh.
2: When's the last time you've been there?
0: Sorry, uh, like uh, I want to say, like three, four months ago, I oh. saw a movie there with my dad. But and you weren't served, like no, I was those, served, like- but they didn't have the reclining seats, is what I'm saying. They had like the regular, super big, comfy, like yeah, they didn't have the like lean back seats. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like it was like tight quarters, and Maybe it's just it that like- bench seating. All right, Robbie's clearly over this. My bad, dude.
2: Oh no, I want to say that. Um, <laughs> back to uncut gems. Um, we were planning on seeing a movie Saturday night, me and my wife. And you want me and Harrington to come? Sure thing. Saturday nights are great for us. Hell yeah, perfect. I think you'll fit right into this plan because okay. um, what was it? I think uh, what movie is the murder mystery one? Knives Out. Yeah, right. I haven't so seen we a were, preview for that. We were gonna, we wanted to, that was the target movie, like for kind of like both of us that mm-hmm. we would enjoy it. It wasn't playing, and we wanted to go to the Alamo Draft House because of the, the tits. Um, but it wasn't playing there, but L- Uncut Gems was playing at the same time as Little Women. I said, oh, perfect. Like, You go see Little Women by yourself, Uncut and Gems. I'll see... Like, It's playing at the Wait, same time. you were going to go How- ma- I- I- with your wife I to had a movie this theater thought for, for, for you less each than to go 30 to your seconds. own movies? <laughs> I had a thought for... It was, it was under 30 seconds.
1: I mean, I, I get like, the logic of like, it. But I was like, like, this is perfect.
2: Oh, that's such <laughs> a psycho- thought
1: that, like, to a lady would be it's
0: brilliant. Do
2: you, yeah. Don't worry. Like, it, it was passed off as a joke, and, like, she didn't think I was serious, no, even though it's was like, serious Yo- for her.
0: Joseph's living in 2050 right now, dude. That's the move. <laughs>
2: How great is it? Like, it was like little, I, I was looking at the full slate. Yeah. I'm like, Okay, Little Women eight fifteen, Uncut Gems eight thirty. I we was can like, go there together, can even, yeah, like and we, we go can there leave together. Leave,
1: like you can see what you want exactly. to see, and I can see what
2: I want to you, see. You've been talking about Little Women one to see Little Women. And like you, and you know that you don't that you wouldn't bring me okay, to it. Imagine and I this. wouldn't force you to see
1: uncut gems either. So perfect. Imagine this. You ready? I, gotta, that's I got that's next level shit. I got an idea that's gonna blow your fucking tits off. Okay. Well, it's a movie. It's gonna take a lot to blow these tits off. It's a movie theater, right? Let's imagine that the gas logo is is um, seating. On that side, there's a screen, and on that side, there's a different screen, and the chairs are facing in different directions. You wear headphones. So, you can sit next to your wife and watch a different movie there we go. on the other side of the room. Or like
2: the, the sports game of the evening. Yeah. you. So, you can like both sit bit, yeah, next like, to each
1: other. So, you're head to head. Your feet are in the other direction. I love it. You can almost even look over and look at your sweetie's face. You, you can remind me of that uh, popcorn. That
2: old uh, SNL commercial sketch for the, the double toilet. I don't think the I ever saw that. Home. Oh, is it back to back toilet? No, but that's that's perfect. That's like it'd be like, oh, I really want to see this movie. I'm like, okay, I want to go with you. I'm going to be watching, you know, the football game during it. I'm going to Red Zone's going to be up there. We can go at on Sunday between one and seven anytime you choose the time,
0: dude. If they were showing Red Zone How at the movie cool theater, what? You you know how good the attendance of the movie theater would be every week. Oh, if they, they would you know what they could fantastic. almost. It'd be
1: great if they just put the red zone on the bottom, like almost the same way you could put a corner in your screen, like another thing,
2: or like even just like a fourth of the screen devoted to just the yeah, red zone channel. Yeah,
1: it'd also be hilarious in the middle of whatever movie. It's, it's like, like the dead scene bananas. and people are just jumping up. <laughs> All right, I got a question for the both of you. Okay. Let's say you go to a movie with one friend, and the theater is uh, mostly empty. Do you sit down with the seat in between you and your friend, or do you sit in the seat right next to your friend?
0: Okay, so when I was 15, seat in between, obviously, because I'm not gay, bro. I'm in my 30s now, so I don't think there's anything weird about it. But I went to the movies with somebody else last night, and he put the seat in between us, and I'm like, that's fucking weird. Like, it's weird so you
1: that you are weirded out by the seat in between.
0: You're doing it as an adult is weird to me. It's like, did you really think I was just gonna, like, so it's not, to me, it's dick. not a
1: gay thing. It's a space thing of why wouldn't I have a seat in between you and I? That way, I can rest my arm on the thing. You can rest your arm on your thing. We can put jackets in between. We can put popcorn in between if you're a popcorn person. Uh, soda in between. The point is, we can all spread out and have more space. These
0: new seats, though, are so big yeah. and comfy, and they all recline that like you don't you like don't need the extras. Yeah, okay. you really don't. Like it's you're in your own lazy boy at that I point. Could see,
2: I could see both sides of the argument because like uh, I'm fully on board for like a seat, uh, like a shared stuff seat. Like if you just need to like store some
1: shit like that you don't want By in way, your personal yeah. seat. It's weird to me if you go with a chick to put a seat in between the two of you. <laughs> but uh, if you go with the dude friend, I'm putting a seat in between. All right. Um we got some guests I want to get into. Uh before oh, you we do get that. Into your guests? I want to get into my guests. Um I uh I hand selected our guests for this week because I feel like there's some big news topics that we kind of overlooked on the show. And uh, I will say my goal for the upcoming year is I do want to bring in like more authors and experts on topics specifically for segments. I do like getting kind of, um, uh, I guess, good information on some of these topics. And uh, on that note, I'm doing a lot of research on them at the moment on the repo markets. Because I do think that that's a really snooze big news fest. story. What? Oh,
2: it's a really big snooze fest. What?
1: Well, you should be in the know about this stuff. What do you? What do they say in your office about what's going on? If they're talking about it, I'm not listening. All right. Fair enough. Well, hopefully the audience doesn't feel the same way because uh, I'm getting amped up. I'm reading the ins and outs, and I'm getting into it. I can reboot. The yeah. first guest that we have calling in uh, is a person who has the inside scoop on uh Elizabeth Warren's dining habits and corruption in Washington. So let's take uh the call from our first guest.
3: We
5: want your girls. we want your sandwiches. we want Not We want your girls. we, want your we want Not Up
1: next, we got from Twitter, Boko Harambe, he's a longtime uh, fan of the show. That might not be accurate, but I feel like that's a good way to introduce people. So he's gone back all the way since episode one. He's been emailing us every week. He's been wanting to get in. And uh, finally, we've got content that makes sense, that he's a fit for. So welcome to the show, Boko
4: Harambe. Did I get that right, dude? Yout's up. And every day I've just been hitting you up. Oh, my God. Why? It's a travesty. Well, I, adm- on. I admire the
1: persistence. <laughs> so the, re- the reason you were hitting us up is you've got the inside scoop. We've been talking about how uh, it would seem the characters like both Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are only socialists because let's just say it sells tickets. They don't believe in the philosophy. They're 100% hypocrites. They just want control. They want power. And that's the way that they're going to attain it is by pretending like they feel that socialism is a more just way of approaching government. And while they continue to be wealthy, they'll preach it to the rest of us. And so you've got the inside scoop of just how corrupt Elizabeth Warren really is. And uh, lay it on us. us. Give us your intel. All
4: right. Well, I feel like you're kind of overselling it there. <laughs> but, um, I, I like just a very common thing. Like, I've seen Elizabeth Warren, like, she comes, she's come into places I've worked, and like, oh, Mayor Pete with his wine cave dinners. It's like, ah, uh, she's not, you know, drinking Boone's Farm. Like, she, the, the woman's got $32 million. She drinks expensive shit. Wait, she's got 30, she comes I out. She was
1: at, uh, 16.
4: Oh, sorry, yeah, that's right. If it was thirty two, why would she put a tax on thirty two million dollars?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's because she's right. under the Actually,
4: Yeah, I actually think it's twelve, but it's at that point, I mean, who cares? You're supposed to be the
1: random Twitter person calling in as an expert. You know, you could have done a little bit more homework for this.
4: <laughs> bah. You get what you get what you pay for, your Highness.
1: Fair enough. Only because you referred to me as your highness. Okay. So first is, I think what you told me is um, you're from the Boston area and you've worked in some high-end restaurants. And since you've worked in yeah. some high-end restaurants, you've seen some of these political figures come in and uh, do some of their wheelings and dealings. Um, so why don't you paint yes, the picture for us definitely. a little bit?
4: Um, well, so like, like a group of four people will come in for lunch with... Um, An elected official, like congressman, senator, what have you. And, you know, they'll, the three or four people will pick up the bill and, you know, split between the three or four people, what they are buying for the senator doesn't go over the $50, you have to declare this as a gift, So there's
1: a law in the books. I I wasn't aware of this up until right now. Yeah, yeah. That if somebody spends fifty dollars to a senator, is that in any given like, is there any time period on that? Like, can I walk into one restaurant and spend forty five, and then go to another one for dessert, and then another one for some soup, and then another one for a second dessert, and then a fifth one for like another sandwich? Is that like a per destination, or like, do you have any more information on that, or it's just not something you're Um, aware of?
4: From what I understand, anything under 50 bucks is once you hit $51, it has to be declared, but everything under everything 49.99 and less basically doesn't exist as far as the federal government's concerned. So, could you
1: theoretically, have you ever been asked just to split the bills like to Oh, yeah.
4: Like the places I've worked, the only time people split the bills are in circumstances like that.
1: No, I don't even mean like a single individual. Like you and I go out for lunch and I'm, uh, I'm trying to wine and dine you. So, first we start at the bar and we drink $50 worth. And then I close out at the bar. And then I go, hey, let's go sit down at a table and I run a new bill. Would that even that suffice?
4: I actually don't know. I've I never paid attention enough to notice if that was a thing that happened. You got my creative uh, Jew brain going. That,
1: I want to work this scam. Yeah, I want to know the inside. You're going to get here. this scam going
4: on. I get you. <laughs>
1: So what you're saying is the easiest way for people to get around this is they would go to a really fancy place, but like five people would take the person out for lunch. So if they're each chipping in $49, they can spend $250 on your lunch.
4: Yeah. And like, there's a congressman in my district who came in three days a week and somebody else would be taking him to a lunch that would cost almost exactly 50 bucks. Every day of the week, basically, like Which, three days a week, he'd be there.
1: By the way, my entire income goes to lunch, and I almost never spend 50 bucks. Like, let's be honest, 50 bucks for lunch is a pretty decent lunch, especially with lunch specials. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could be having like a nice steak and a glass well, of wine in most places under
4: fit for lunch, you know? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I, 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 I've mainly worked in like, um, like five-star dining. And okay, so, so now can you so bring- like yeah, you're like you're at like fifty dollar lunch is pretty normal.
1: So you've witnessed firsthand the lunch political yes. scam of people being taken every day to lunch. So can you specifically give us the rundown? And by the way, for those of you listening at home, the feds who are tapping our wires, who are all important. I don't even know who's calling in. I haven't vetted this guy. I haven't fact checked him. I don't know what fucking restaurants. I don't even know where Boston is on the map. So. For all we well, know, I, this I is total bullshit. D- yeah.
4: Yeah. I also worked in D.C. as well. Oh, you so. were
1: close to the action. So let's just start yeah. with specifically Elizabeth Warren. Give us the tattle. Give us the tail
4: here. I just, it's the same shit. Like, just people will take them out. They'll get nice stuff or, and, you know, they're not the ones paying for it ever. But with what kind? Ca- or can, they'll, or like, they'll, they'll have a they'll have a credit card that goes to um, like their their campaign. That's another big thing. It's like oh, like it's a business meeting for the campaign. So like not like I never saw Warren with one, but like different uh, campaign officials and such for uh, for lots of uh, different people will come in, be taking people out for a business lunch, and then the campaign picks it up. Right, so what was and of the most... course it has to be a five star campaign lunch. All right, so
1: just to kind of close this up, I uh, I want more right. of the dirty details specifically on Elizabeth Warren and how rotten this lady really is. I want to hear a little more what 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 does this lady order for lunch? How often did you see her at lunch? What kind of wine was she drinking? Give us the dirty
4: deets here. I, I mean she orders the same stuff, everybody, like it's a you know, it's a usually a prefix menu, something like that. Like you know, it's like a two or three course lunch for you know soup bucks. and salad, something but, Native American like. Give us the details. Oh no, I mean, well, only the most Native American thing. What was her Native American dish? Uh, crab salad or lobster bisque or something like that? She said, "I want um,
1: lobster, corn, and something served on a ram's head." I don't know. I don't know what Native Americans eat.
4: Exactly. Ate. Me neither. Um, but yeah, she. Um, I can't really remember what she ever ate, but uh, you know the same kind of ridiculously expensive stuff one would expect to see at, like a wine cave and and
1: with free she's not um,
4: like humble miss Wo- yeah she's not like humble miss woman of the people
1: was she also an asshole if you served her
4: <laughs> no i i got like politicians know they're on they're always just the picture of politeness and insincerity
1: got you they're not harvey weinsteining people and going to the kitchen and jerking off onto plants
4: uh, not in public. I mean, they think they keep that for when they put the owl masks on and go to their fucking Bilderberg conferences or whatever. <laughs> All N- right. Not around the ple- not around the plebs. Well,
1: thank you for the inside scoop on you know. I've said I All think right. I think at a minimum lunch should be tax deductible. I think what right does the government have to your money before you've at least eaten lunch? You know, sandwiches Dude, should be they-
4: yeah. The, the, the bond between a man and his sandwich is like a bond between a man and his child, and the government has no place regulating that.
1: Absolutely not. And then we find out that while they regulate my ability to lunch, I'm telling you, you look at my expenses for the last two years, I don't have money left over after lunch. I'm making decent income. I'm living in New York City. I'm not, I'm not going to fancy restaurants. I'm eating bodega sandwiches. We might be talking about $15 max for lunch. And while these assholes tell me that I have to give my money back to them, Without enough to be eating a decent lunch, they're getting lunch paid for by corporate interest. They're working scans to keep it under $50. This, is, this should be the top of the New York Times tomorrow, the, the Senate oh. lunch scandal.
4: And if it's bought by a nonprofit, like political no campaigns or nonprofit corporations, no, there's no tax on that. You have to pay the sales tax on that meal, but they don't have to
1: unbelievable these fuckers are getting free lunch while they're taking our money all right thank you for calling in uh i hope you have, all right uh, i hope you have a great new year uh harrington just turned on the lights so it, it, i feel like i'm being interrogated right. i'm being blinded let me tell you this is the day can i give Smith. a quick shout out yeah, yeah yeah shout out whatever the
4: fuck you want dude. all right uh, listen to biting the bullet podcast if you like anarchy and you're more getting ready for the for the boogaloo than uh joining the mises caucus and voting Get ready for the boogaloo with those boys. It's fantastic.
1: Oh, that's you just
4: wait, you just threw out a shout-out for somebody else's podcast? No, no, no. L- this one, obviously, it's a balanced diet. This one, erudite discourse. That one, getting ready to throw on Hawaiian shirts and shoot pigs in Civil War two. But whose podcast is that are those your podcasts? Or that's somebody else's podcast. They're other people. They're just uh they're good hearted uh young marine vets who uh have joined the anarchist movement
1: did you just hang up on us harrington did you just disconnect the guy i didn't
0: the I didn't guy's
1: disconnect. telling us no. the, guy, the guy's telling us to get ready for the boogaloo and then he disappears you know what nerve-wracking that is uh <laughs> all right thank you for uh calling in maybe we'll hit up those guys the biting the bullet people and they can tell us how to get prepared for the boogaloo except i'm okay i got this friend his name is eric and uh he's the rambo of iraq So if if shit goes to, you know, whatever, I'm just going to be his bottom because I know that he's secretly gay, Um, except he might be a bottom. So I don't know if me offering to be his bottom would help out.
0: He could do so much better
1: than me. No, me and Eric have a special bond. (sighs) Since he showed up here. And I found out that he was the Rambo of Iraq. I wasn't nice at first, but then I found out that he was the Rambo of Iraq, and I've been very nice to him since. So I think I'm, I'm going to be his top survival pick. If you only got to pick one person to continue getting out there surviving, I think I would be that pick. I think it'd be me, honestly. What do you... Th- why? Okay. Firstly, dude, y- you can hang up. You can listen to this argument live if you want to. But clearly, Eric likes me more than you. There's no. There's not even a question. How many times have you been to
0: Eric's house?
1: I'm not homeless and needed to beg him to sleep over. Mm, I didn't you've beg. Already, if anything, you've already called in all your favors. That's what no. I'm hearing here. He already knows that he doesn't want to have to deal with you in a post-apocalyptic climate. So he's going to say, Harrington, he, he might even just shoot you on the spot. I'll be like, I'm not, I'm not doing the rest of uh, post-apocalyptic time with the Harrington. And I'm in better shape, so I, I think I could pull my weight better than you could. I don't know. I feel like I make a
0: better pack mule.
1: I feel like you might have better survival instincts. You might be able to tell him, listen, i survived out there for longer, but I think I'm more cunning. I think I'm more intelligent. Are I you think...
0: strawmanning my apocalypse <laughs> argument for me? Fuck you. It's about our friendship and the fact that he looks at me like a big, cuddly teddy bear, and you can't let that guy die. Listen, you might have already cuddled with Eric late at night. You might have <laughs> done that, but at the end of the day,
1: firstly, I'm a better cuddler than you are. That's, that's... Re- oh, no, Do- no. It's still accurate,
0: Harry. That's not even a little true
1: oh it is it is factually true I'll have a cuddle off with you right now <laughs> you tell me when and where Bobby Hutch <laughs> we can put a video of you and I cuddling together and let people decide who's better at it <laughs>
0: Uh, Bobby, Bobby, Robbie and I are both going to need to cuddle with you. And you're going to need to figure out who did a better <laughs> job.
1: I'm saying, down I'm clearly a better cuddler than Harrington. Do you want his beard or breath anywhere near you? No, you don't. I'm a great cuddle. Both is a big spoon and a little spoon. I got the perfect amount of tip meat. And if you want to lay on my chest, it's like a soft pillow. I'm telling you, dude, I'm great with like, I lay down. woman kind of puts her head on my chest, leg around my leg. Plays with my dick Bobby you're gonna love it It's gonna be the most romantic evening Okay Bobby Forget the cuddling argument Because we got sidetracked here if, it, if shit went If shit went down Shit went down The Boogaloo's on tomorrow And Eric only gets to pick one of us To be his sidemen in survival The Rambo of Iraq I say he clearly picks me over Harrington There's not even a question
4: I mean Oh shit I can hear you I would pick Harrington only for the fact that he's gonna keep me warm. <laughs> Honestly. And Thus making me a better cuddler. That's not true. Because I no, that's not true because my girlfriend is a very hot person, so I don't like to cuddle with her. And if if it's overbearingly hot, I don't like that. But if it's like a cold night and I need and I don't have any uh Any blankets or anything? I'm going for the uh, heavy Harrington.
1: Well, lucky for everyone. This is a very Jerry (laughs) Springer-type setup. But lucky for everyone, our next guest on the podcast for this evening is Eric. So we can let him settle this. We don't have to continue letting you. Every time we invite you on, you just got to cut me down. First, it was (laughs) in the the smoke-out, bug-out, ruling against my joints, (sighs) telling people that I was being too loud and annoying, telling people I couldn't (laughs) handle my weed. And, no, no, and, no. and rooting that I was last for being a nuisance. I, I remember these things. And then you come on my podcast and you make proclamations such as that Harrington would be a better cuddler or survivalist. I, and by the way, this guy's still just on the phone fucking breathing into the mic. <laughs> he had no fucking reason. I just want to let that the known. shit out of me.
4: <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I didn't say Harrington was a better cuddler. I don't, I don't believe that to be true. You just think he'd provide more warmth. And food. If we have to oh, kill Oh, because he's
1: probably already scrolled it away. He's been out on the streets for a while. <laughs> or he got more meat on him. Spots. Oh, you mean if you had to eat somebody else yeah. if it came down it, to that. We're
4: talking apocalypse times, right?
1: Uh, I was more thinking bugaloo, but I like where your brain went with this. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you, random guest. Uh, with your are uh, Boca Harambe on Twitter. And now let's check in with the uh, Rambo of Iraq himself,
4: Eric.
3: Great. Some folks are born made to wave the And to
1: the cheese. That is the, you. the soundtrack to Eric's life. He walks into the studio that plays every morning. You gotta play proper tribute to when you have the Rambo of Iraq. Um, <laughs> Eric, we have a we have a score to settle here. I've got two questions for you. I want a yes okay. or no answer and nothing else. Okay? First That's is not
3: possible these days.
1: Well, you're you're already off not to a great start on that, but yes. <laughs> Let's say the boogaloo went down tomorrow, and you could only pick one person from Gas Digital to join you in surviving the boogaloo. Who would it be?
3: And this is any employee?
1: It can be any gas digital employee.
3: Mike Ford.
1: All right, I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> Who would be your number because two? Because he's in
3: the best shape.
1: Who would be your number two? I might be in better shape than Mike Ford. Uh, He might look prettier, like. but when it comes to endurance and toughness, I feel like I could take Mike Ford no problem.
3: You know what? I might have to take you, Robbie. Thank you.
1: I think Mike Ford is probably too pretty for the wilderness. Let's be honest here.
3: No, He's- I I I don't I think Robbie, you have a lot of smarts. And uh, you know, of course you need me for protection. And then but Ford is in phenomenal physical conditioning, so he wouldn't slow us down.
1: Well, don't be fooled by looks. I feel like I can handle myself against uh,
3: you know, I think you could. I think if it came to I think uh, you'd struggle, but when it can't when it counted, you'd be there.
1: So where would you put Harrington on your list of people that you would be taking with you on the entire gas digital squad, like twelfth, thirteenth, fifth? What what where on his list might he be?
3: He would be in the top five because Harrington knows how to survive.
1: Not bad. Not bad, but I'm definitely above Harrington.
3: Yeah, no offense to Harrington, but, you know,
0: you know what? You know, I thought for sure you were taking me over Robbie and I'm genuinely hurt.
3: Hold on. Wait, Robbie. Do you know how to survive? Are you kidding me? I'm a Jew from Connecticut. Of course I know how to survive. Could you would you walk all night long? I've and done that. Show up? I've
1: done a
0: 24 hour hike. Dog, a strong peanut's going to take him out.
1: Nah, I'm tough, man. I've run I've run a marathon. You think Harrington's got more physical toughness in him than me?
3: Robbie can't eat dairy. It's it's what you can endure. You might have all that can you what can you endure? What's your threshold of pain?
1: It's just more than Harrington. That's you, the answer. You, you I haven't don't ever been homeless so. for six months?
3: Well, no, you know I'm what? Clever enough to I'm sorry. Out shelter. <laughs> I'm sorry, Robbie. You're fucking fired.
1: That's all it took? <gasps> that was all the argument it took from Harrington was no, the suggestion it's just, that it, it might clicked be available. On me.
3: What, it clicked Harrin- on me.
1: You mean that Harrington would be the better survival mate?
3: Yeah, definitely. Well, let me he ask would. you this.
1: Who do you think you'd want to spend more time with? If you had to actually fend for somebody else and keep them alive, do you really now want to just
3: You're just asking me to hurt people's feelings. (laughs) You see, the Rambo of Iraq. I'm not falling for your Jew wizardry.
1: (laughs) You see, that's where Owen really fucked us over. The second you even present logic now, people just shut down. They're like, that's Jew wizardry. I'm not listening. (laughs) All right. Well, let me ask you this. If you're going to pick Harrington as your mate for survival, if you had to cuddle with one of the two of us, who would you rather cuddle with?
3: I normally don't answer questions like this. Um,
0: Which one feels more like a voluptuous woman? Don't be gay, bro. No, I think he doesn't
1: normally um, answer questions like this because he likes a more aggressive male that just takes the cuddle. He
3: wants to be the little (laughs) cuddle, and he wants to just engulf him. Harrington is a bear. He's got a lot of hair. If if it's if it's if it's cold, you know the guy's going to keep me warm. Um. You're not as fat as him, and Harrington, you're not fat. You lost a lot of weight, bro. Thanks, buddy. Still fat, but 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 you still got. <laughs> Harrington beats you, man. There. So I'm more losing.
1: Hair. I'm losing in both the categories of who you want for survival and who. I uh, man, I thought I was higher on your list here, man. I thought I thought I was first selection. I I guess I got to bring lunch for you more often, or do something to butter you up.
3: Well, you would have to bring lunch for me. At least one time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, dude, you should bring him like a survival lunch, right? Like, you should kill a wild boar
3: and bring that bring in. Bring the pig
1: day. in, or like outside. Now, that be would like... be
3: impressive. Or I'll be hey, like, if Eric. You did that, the... I, if you did that, I would say. It would only be me and you. We wouldn't need anyone else. <laughs> there you go.
1: Or I could be like, hey, Eric, there's a fire outside. I just started it. Those are my good fire skills. And then you could run outside <laughs> real quick and put it out. <laughs> and
3: see an apartment on fire. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: Eric, we uh, yeah. we talk the news on the show every day. And we do like to give the inside scoop on politics. And uh, one of the things I regret um, over this past year is I feel like I've fallen too into the news cycle and, uh, I used to research more topics and, uh, I guess share more of what I thought were the bigger and realer news stories. And I feel like we've overlooked some of the really nefarious things going on in government for more of like the week to week, what was going on. And, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on other than to apparently find out that you like Harrington more than me, but that's okay. I'm not hurt. Um, Is, uh, you served in Iraq and while you were there, you got a firsthand look in the, into the ridiculousness of us being at war and, uh, how meaningless it is. And so I would love it if you could share a little bit of that experience, but before you do, before you share the experience, I want them to know why we call you the Rambo of Iraq. Can you tell us your, tell us your confirmed kills and also the story of when you took out the barbershop with your bare hands?
3: I'm not gonna do the confirm kills thing. You gotta know me to to get that stuff. But uh there was a it wasn't a barber shop, it was a school. And um we were ambushed by insurgents and they used a because they're cowards, first of all, and they used an elementary school to let's say like keep cover. And uh I, I was gunning the fifty cal that day and I lit the school up until they, they don't build buildings very well back over there in Iraq. They're Eric, still I didn't mean the, that.
1: I didn't mean the story where you were killing kids. That's not the story we were going to share. I meant the story <laughs> oh. that there was one time where backup wasn't coming and I heard you just stormed a building solo before backup came and you took out Oh, like,
3: okay. Yeah. Wasn't yeah, that at a barber shop? Uh, yes, I did. Um, I, I, I did mix up the story. Sorry. Uh, one of our guys got the other story
1: was the one that we told you you should never repeat again. <laughs> that was the one we're like, just don't tell that one to anyone okay. ever.
3: <laughs> Let's edit that one, please. No,
1: no, it's staying, but just for future reference, you know, <laughs> you don't want to mention it.
3: <laughs> yeah, so one of our guys got hit with a grenade and half of his foot was blown off. And I drug him, picked him up in the street and I had my gun propped up, my weapon, I should say, propped up as I was carrying it. And as I walked into the barbershop, I just emptied my mag because we were under attack and no telling who was attacking us. And I'm in the situation where it's either me or you. So it was them that day. Wait, that's and, another uh, story
1: of you killing civilians? <laughs> I thought there was one where like you took out like a, like a camp of terrorists single-handedly. That was I I thought that's the the version maybe you know what that's my love for you I took these horrible stories and I recreated them as epic heroism.
3: Well, you know, thanks to uh Snowden there's a lot of stuff I can't to this day admit to that was me. <laughs> so
1: Oh, you mean uh, there's, there's like, stories and files that you're like, oh, yeah, Yeah, that was me, but you can't.
3: And it's great I'm telling all this on uh, air, right?
1: (laughs) It's all right. The last guy didn't really serve Elizabeth Warren. You weren't really an Iraq soldier. I write these bits out beforehand, and uh, there's no truth to any of it. So don't worry about it. And we've only referred to you as Eric. There's got to be more than one Eric that killed children in Iraq. Come on. (laughs) All right, Eric. Yeah. This is what I wanted to get at. So you went in. I wouldn't necessarily say that. Well, you probably you were a bit of a patriot and you did definitely believe in kind of defending the country. But you also acknowledged that there were some economic prospects of becoming a soldier and getting out of uh, poor um, St. Lu- no, not St. Louis. Um,
0: Louisiana. Louisiana. That's why I'm life. His number one pick.
1: Yeah. Poor Louisiana life. But you also said in terms of actually being over there you realize that there was no um, there was no nobility to the cause and that it was futile and that you certainly weren't helping any of the people that lived there. So as a person who, I guess, you didn't go there thinking, hey, this is, um, let's just say you went there with the purpose of, hey, I'm going to defend the country and I'm going to be a patriot. And in actually experiencing the country in the war firsthand, you're able to see, okay, this is not, there. there's no nobility here. So yeah. can you at least tell us their first-hand experiences of what you saw that you were like, clearly, we're, we shouldn't be over here?
3: Yeah, well, you know, you, you go there and you're fucking gun ho And, uh, you know, they're giving you this going-away ceremony. They're blasting Toby Keith, American soldier, <laughs> war-kicking-ass songs. And you're pumped, man. You're ready to go. And, uh, you know, you get into a s- firefights. You almost die, like three times a week you watch, uh, friends of yours pass away regularly. And I just remember one day I was out on a mission and I just told myself, like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, I don't see myself doing any purpose besides, uh, kicking indoors, uh, blasting people. These people don't appreciate us as it is. And I used to tell the interpreters to tell them, do you know the United States is not going to be here forever? And in their mind, they, they would actually laugh. And then they would say, there's there's no way, you, you know, there's no way that you you guys aren't going to be here forever. And they're kind of right, you know? And um, I just remember uh, thinking, like, towards the end, this is all bullshit. Uh, this is just a job to me now. There is no fucking patriotism uh it's just as if i was working at mcdonald's a lot cooler though you got cool (laughs) weapons uh you know the camaraderie with the other soldiers were awesome the um the life experiences how far you can push your body to the limit mentally physically is all good but there is no just cause it was never a just cause Trust me, I looked everywhere for everything you could think of, and there was nothing there. Yeah, we nabbed some terrorists who were making car bombs and stuff, but they were making those because we were there. You know what I mean?
1: Okay, but you also said that, um, to your eye, the actual civilians living in that country were better off under Saddam Hussein— then I guess you guys, even when you were operating or occupying areas and keeping it safe or certainly after you left. So, I mean, what did you see along those lines that you were like, man, these people would have been better off with Saddam?
3: Well, it's a great thing that Saddam Hussein is dead. And I don't think anyone will argue that. But one thing they didn't have to worry about with Saddam Hussein is their children being blown up. Uh, just because they were in the general vicinity of an American soldier who was riding down the street in his Humvee, and uh, you know, all their their economy collapsed, all their infrastructure collapsed. You know, not that it was great before, but all they had to do was walk a tight line and hope that Saddam's sons didn't kidnap him one night, and life can be livable. So and it's- you. Before
1: you were there, there was a little bit of a level of stability um, in that, you know, Saddam Hussein wasn't their friend, but it was an enemy that at least they understood. Uh, But you guys actually turned the environment into a war zone where both uh, obviously the economy came to a crippling halt because there's a war going on. uh, Infrastructure was destroyed and then they couldn't even live normal lives because you turned their environment into an active war zone.
3: Exactly. And the last place I served was 15 months in Mosul and we all know what happened to Mosul after uh the initial pullouts of troops not even pullouts just like general pullouts of uh troops you know you you had the ISIS takeover which destroyed the entire city and uh you know without the it's either we're there to guard them for life or or it's going to go fucking complete chaos And it did, and it still is.
1: Because you're saying you guys came in, you removed who was there, it created a power vacuum, and without having a plan for who should be there next or permanently occupying the area, you left it vacant in a way that, you know, a more horrifying force could step in.
3: and that's for all Iraq. There was never a plan. The only plan was for invasion. And after the invasion, we had this big fucking uh, celebration that the war was over, And then that's when things started to get worse. More American soldiers started dying and it created not only there, but throughout the entire Middle East, uh, just uh, an unstable living environment. You know, you had young generations, you had, you had kids growing up seeing, uh, you know, what American soldiers fighting them, not knowing the history of uh, what we thought, what, You know, not knowing that we invaded on a lie. And when they did find out as teenagers, they joined ISIS and they fought us in all over the Middle East. So So, um, so,
1: last question is, so you kind of show up on on patriotic terms. What would you say was the sell to the soldiers? Like, were were there like Patton type speeches before you guys went in? where the generals were speaking, Hey, we're doing the most noble thing. We're defending the country and we're going to take out this guy, Saddam who has nuclear bombs. Like, did he get those kind of like big, yeah, speeches? speech. You know, you,
3: you, would, I got to meet general Petraeus one time. who was a total cocksucker. And, uh, and they would always give you these, like, don't forget why you signed up to serve your country. And you have like half these rednecks who are like, I'm, I'm trying to get like free college money and shit. And, uh, and then me, I, I, I would think, yeah, I really didn't serve up to. I am serving my country and I'm, you know, I am proud of the, you know, manning up to do what I did. But, uh, you know, you would have these guys, like, I remember there was, where was one general who would say, we're going to leave the enemy exactly how they, and the, they entered the world bloody and screaming. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, there would. It was always a propaganda, just like any other country, and they spend m- billions now on marketing uh, people to join the military, and the, the soldiers get paid shit, but everything's taken care of for you, and it's all it, they. I remember during my my day, it was like the Army Strong. They had just launched that campaign. And I remember that that's when I really thought like it was like the biggest fucking joke ever because nothing I'm seeing on these propaganda commercials is what we're doing. You're either in the gym, you're watching a movie or you're out fucking blasting doors in and stuff like that, which was the fun part sometimes. But, you know, it's something I guess I have to live with.
1: (laughs) All right. Let me ask you this. Was there any like specific mission or I guess where you saw that morale on your whole crew kind of turn around to being like, okay, this is ridiculous. There is no reason for us to be over here. Like, did you see a a, a shift amongst a lot of people where they started to realize, because you're not the first um, Iraq soldier that I met who kind of went over there really thinking that they were serving a cause. And then after actually being there firsthand and like being there, just kind of seeing what was going on when, okay, this is, we, we shouldn't be here. We shouldn't be fighting these people.
3: Well, I remember we were supposed to go for 11 months. And then uh, Bush announced his surge mid uh, tour of ours. And they extended us from 11 months to 15 months. And immediately everyone's morale just dipped. Because by then we had uh, Mosul under complete lockdown. And, you know, we, we had it safe. We had it to where the, you know, the, the bombings were few and far between. Uh, and, and that sounds like people would think like, well, that doesn't really sound good. But it is good in a combat zone. Uh, you know, we caught most, most of our high value, high value targets. Um, we caught the number two guy in Al-Qaeda who ended up snitching and turning so many people in. It made national headlines and everything. And then, like, you think, like, hey, I'm, I'm, like, we're reaching the end, and you're physically and mentally exhausted, and then out of nowhere, because the army owned you, it's, oh, hey, by the way, you're here for five more fucking months. Right. All and right. everyone, every, I mean, I mean, there, there were soldiers who were fighting with each other more, divorces going on, you know, that's how it goes.
1: There you go. So, first-hand account, obviously, one of the worser parts of our country's history, and uh, on that note, I-, I would like to hopefully get someone on who can really kind of talk um, more in depth about what's going on in Yemen, which seems to be, uh, you know, the the terrible war zone now where people are starving for really no good reason. And uh, I don't know that much about it. So hopefully we can get someone else on to give us the firsthand report, because I think it's easy just to like read in the newspaper and kind of overlook the nitty gritty details of just how tragic and horrible these things really are um before we let you go do you want to change your mind about who you would take for survival between because i feel like i've been better in this conversation than harrington i mean he hasn't even tried to ask you one question about yourself
3: well that makes me think even more so i should take harrington (laughs) (laughs)
1: keep to myself man i feel like you're just trying to hurt my feelings but that's okay eric thank you for having us on and uh i hope uh i hope you're feeling better and back in studio tomorrow
3: your hair looks nice man
1: Oh, that's sweet of you. You see? Now we're back on good graces.
3: (laughs) Later, buddy. All
1: right. Have a good night, Eric. As we come up on the uh, new year and we cover some of the big topics, we just talked about uh, um, politicians and how they're being bribed with good lunches. Yeah, that was a good topic. And then we talked about the Iraq War and uh, how our country has lied us into wars. And now... I'd like to talk about aging and taking care of your assholes. I feel like that's something that they don't talk about on the news enough. It's a real issue. It affects people even as young as being in, you know, your young 30s. And uh, that's why I brought in an expert today, which is Maddie. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, Maddie. Wow, young thirties—that's the nicest way to
5: put that. How old? How, I don't know how old you are. How old are you? I'm thir- thirty-three, going on thirty-four, but I'm like seventy-two in asshole years. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I had the greatest party one-up moment, one-up moment ever with Maddie, which was <laughs> I was I was on mushrooms and I was drunk and um. Maddie got caught in a moment where he was just trying to make nice conversation. We're friends. And he just said, yeah. we're standing next to the chicken wings. And he's just trying. He's standing there with his wife or uh, wife or girlfriend, girlfriend. Uh, yeah.
5: Either one, I guess, would work.
1: OK. He's standing there with yeah. his girlfriend, who I also know for years now. We've uh, watched UFC fights uh, up at Sirius like as much as three years ago. We've been around each other quite a bit. Yeah. And he turns to me and he goes, Rob, these wings are delicious. Have you tried the wings yet? And he opened up a Pandora's box where I just spoke at him and his wife about my stomach problems for wow. like five minutes. <laughs> he was just trying to make a nice conversation. Hey, there's delicious wings. Have you tried the wings? And I was like, wings in public? Are you crazy? I have a Jewish yeah. stomach. I'll be shitting my pants. He <laughs> turned into like, <laughs> just like
0: old Mel Brooks character.
1: I turned into, gra- I was like, and you wouldn't believe what's going on in the morning, even if I eat way at night. <laughs> like I just ranted about how I'm having major. full 24-hour cycle. I've made his stomach problems with this, and... and then he was like, Well, I can do you one better every time I take a shit. My asshole's like an accordion where he's got to yeah. like put his asshole back into his
5: asshole. Oh, God. yeah, it kind of looks like one of those like cartoon exploding cigars,
3: <laughs> you know?
5: It's re- it's really bad, it's been going on for years. Did I remember the first time I noticed it? I was in the shower, I just, just taking a shit. Sorry, I forgot this camera thing. I just taken a shit, and uh. So I'm in the shower and I'm like washing my ass and I feel like <laughs> can only be described as like leather, you know. And I'm like, well, this definitely can't be good. Yes, his asshole yeah, dude, will fall just, out of his asshole. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, dude, it's like it's like everything else in my life. It just wants to be away from me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Uh-oh. how what, what exactly is the medical term for your asshole falling out of your asshole?
5: I don't know, fucking horrible itis. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, I guess it's called prolapsed rectum, or well, I got anal fissures too, but that's a whole other fucking. Dude, there's hemorrhoids in there. There's fissures. There's like prolapsing things. It's like a fucking, it's like this really awful party that no one wants to be invited to.
1: Well, I would think that you once know? it prolapses, you could probably very easily get the hemorrhoids removed. Like, it's outside of your asshole. Like, there might even be a place you can go no, to. No, but it
2: belongs
1: inside. No, but you would be like, hey, yeah, while well, like, my asshole's outside of my ass, do you mind just removing the hemorrhoids?
5: Yeah, it's like grab my fucking, you know, my like tool bag and a pair of needle nose pliers or something.
1: No, I could see, like, uh, the Asians at, like, a nail place working on that.
5: Yeah. Oh, that's... Or like you go to like a shoeshine place. Or maybe you know, those or, little or like, like a barber.
1: No, like the little fish that eat on people, women's feet. Maybe you could just like dip your prolapsed asshole in there and then they the can leech- clean it up. How oh, do leech-es? they do that? Leeches? No, they're not leeches. They got oh. the little, the little, uh, the little fish.
0: Yeah, like tiny little sucker fists. They uh, eat all the dead skin on your feet
5: maybe Man. that would work for your I mean, Asians are like the only people that are like millennia ahead and millennia behind us. There's <laughs> <laughs> such a fucking strange bunch of uh, folks, but, uh, but yeah, it's, um, I don't know what to do. I'm going to the doctor next week to get the, uh, the fissures looked at. And I oh, guess I'll bring a, up.
2: There's a recent development.
5: No, no, no. no. This is, on?
2: Oh, this is your life.
5: Oh, it's just my dude. hemorrhoids. Since I'm like 12, that was, wow. that was the first, uh, the first bit of blood, and that, and you can stop me at any point. And by no, the way, no. I think it's too graphic. No, we want <laughs>
1: piny- I want the full ride. We want people to know so, yeah. that take care of your asshole.
5: Yeah, well, here is what you don't want to do, right? You don't want to have rage. You know how like when you wipe your ass and uh and it doesn't come clean. Oh yeah, hate that. Right, it takes forever. What you don't want to do is go after your asshole like it's a disobedient child and rub the shit out of it. Because I think. That's where all this started, because that was the first bit of blood. And then I, I used to sit on I still do. I sit on the toilet for fucking, you know, ungodly amounts of time. And apparently that's not good. So it's just, uh, yeah, you got to get a squatty potty. Right, here's, here's the advice portion. Get yourself a squatty potty, and you should be shitting like you piss. It should just be a relaxation, and it should all fall out. If you're waiting, then uh, there's a problem. You know, that's constipation. Oh, wow.
2: I, mean, I feel I, like I'm an expert then.
1: I am always waiting. I'm not just waiting. It's always a process. it is never it is never an easy operation. I've been known
2: to be the the quickest shitter in this this side of the
5: business. I don't understand people like that. It's just people that are like, oh, I gotta go shit. And they're like, all right, I'll see you in forty-five minutes and they're back seven minutes later. You're like, how'd you do that? Yeah,
1: my for me, shitting is a morning process where there's like the preliminary dump, and then there's the post coffee dump, and then like a third, like it's like a process.
2: Oh, so it's a whole, it's not. It's like, like a in whole morning. Batch.
1: That's why I don't work a real job. I need right. the mornings at home to take dumps. All
5: right. yeah, that's what my wife does. She fucking waits for the weekends, and then she just shits all day. Yeah, it, it's not a, it's not yeah. a great
1: lifestyle. Any other tips that you have for our fans in terms of maintaining their assholes?
5: High fiber, a lot of water, and just fucking no pushing.
1: No pushing. You see, those are all things I'm doing. I spend too much time (laughs) on the toilet. I definitely push too hard. You definitely don't drink enough water. Yeah. No, I think I'm okay with the water, Uh, but like I'm uh, I'm not okay with anything else that I'm putting into my system. Uh huh. Like I think I'm decent with the water, but like clearly booze isn't great, and none of what I eat is good. But I already don't eat like I don't eat fried food. I think I'm I think I'm I might be done with eggs. I think I'm close. I'm either done with eggs or I I, yeah I think I'm done with eggs. Um, like what what. I think I'm allergic to egg? eggs. Oh. Like I, I really, I think I am. Are you like allergic I, to I, eggs? I don't know. I'm. I'm clearly can't do dairy. I'm done with dairy. I'm done with fried. Those are like not even questionable. But what now I think. Life. Now I think I got a problem with eggs too. Yeah. Well, you know, Christ. I was a fat fuck so, for long enough. I went. I went at it. I don't feel like I've. I don't feel like I was lacking in my life. I don't feel like I missed out. I feel like my I, decade with cheese. I ate as much cheese as you could eat. Oh. I went for it. I didn't, I, I didn't hold back. I think cheese is like a whole
2: lifetime thing. It's not like pack as much cheese in in 10 years.
1: I'm just saying. If yeah, there's still me, a lot more out there. Yeah. I, if you had told me at age 20, yeah, you're only going to have 10 years to eat cheese, I don't know that I would have eaten that much more cheese than I did. I feel like I really ate cheese to my heart's content. I went for it. Okay. And I feel like since I've ruled out cheese, it hasn't been. Well, I want I want to clarify this. It hasn't been that negative, but then every once in a while, I'll eat something with, I'll be like, right, that's what fucking cheese is. You know what I mean? Like, you forget about how great it is.
2: I've never forgotten how great cheese is.
1: No, it's, cheese, I, oh. I, it's always at the front of my mind how great it is. I, it's not because you don't have it for a while and then you come back to it. Maddie, can you get my back on this?
5: I mean, I never stop eating cheese, it's, right. it's, <laughs> yeah, uh, like... it's a main staple in my diet. He's like, it's, I don't it's care probably if probably one to, of my problems.
1: You're like, I don't have to I don't care if I have to put my asshole back in back in like a fucking accordion yeah, every time totally I, I eat cheese, yeah.
5: I'm eating cheese. I mean I'll literally I'll sit at a Buffalo Wild Wings and house like fifty mango habanero wings over the course of a, a, a cage fight, you know, and then just regret it the next day. It's like shit in glass. <laughs> it's horrible. But you it fucking for sucks. It.
1: Okay. Now, as we, uh, continue to delve into this topic of self-improvement in the new year, um, how would you review me as a, at a party? Like, you know, if I was there trying to meet some women unmemorable,
5: what,
1: <laughs> <laughs> see me and I should talk more about how my stomach is disturbed <laughs> by chicken wings. I should ramp yeah, it up sure. and be that that's that, okay. I should lead that in gets with my that. attention. I should be like, yes. Hey, have you tried the chicken wings? I'm not going to eat them. Cause I'll shit myself.
5: Yeah, hi, my name is Robert and I shit horribly. That should be your <laughs> opening line. All right, before we let you go, do you got
1: uh, are you going to do the New Year's resolution thing or is that not even like uh are you are you pushing for something in the new year?
5: Nah, I'm one of those guys that thought it was cute a few years back to make a resolution to no longer make resolutions, you know, that old fucking hackneyed bit. Okay. But I don't know. I just I never I never stick to them and I don't want to feel bad about myself, you know? what I mean, I already got a fucking shit glass once a day so
1: right why and yeah. why start off your year feeling weak and shitty when you break a resolution and yeah. day two or three you might as well just have a there's fresh next start year. yeah there's always yeah. A, there's always a whole year from now all right maddie all right. thank you so much for joining us unplug um, your podcast the thing is on the gas digital network with shannon hilarious show you guys uh well you give the plug
5: well i mean you did it that's it right that's fucking that's our show you know we talk about relationships and uh And ghosts and fight stories for some reason. But, you know, it's fun. You know, good time. There you go. Thank
1: you for joining us. And uh, we'll talk more about our assholes at the next party. All right. Later, brother. Cheers. Cheers. Does that inspire you to be healthier at all? No. There's no part of that that makes you think. Because you're like, despite what I eat, I should clean. No problem.
2: Well... I have a multitude of problems. I'm not saying I don't have problems. My asshole hurts
1: right now from listening to him talk.
2: Oh, I'm like,
1: I'm like, I'm clenching like, clenching and yeah. yeah. Like I'm nervous. Like I feel
2: like, it, you know what it's like when, um, people like talk about like bed bugs or shit like that. And and you like start you instantly like, like feel like chills. itchy and like, yeah. or like, that's what I feel like. I feel like a little, my asshole's clenching a bit. It's feeling like, uh oh, you know, like be like on watch for my next shit, even though like. They'll probably be fine. But it's just like hearing I need, those things, like assholes falling out. Yeah. I need
1: yeah. I need, a, I need to get better insurance and I need to actually get some blood work done to formally find out what my allergies are <laughs> and maybe actually see someone about having IBS so that I don't end up with what he was describing.
0: Yeah. You don't, you kind of want your ass carrying around your asshole in like a shopping bag.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I meant to ask him that. Have you ever like just been in conversation? You're like, oh, my asshole just fell out. <laughs> <laughs> you will have to excuse me for a second, Harrington. Do, do you think you will be doing anything to maintain a better asshole for the upcoming year, or your asshole's good? No problems
0: there. Yeah, I got. I take most of my shits here, and there's a bidet, so I think I'm good. I got a bidet at home, like a Gangster. standalone one.
1: Oh, do you use
0: it? What? Oh yeah,
1: because the ones do- in the toilet, I feel like makes because like the standalone one, you got to kind of like squat and really get yourself oh, like. You need, uh,
2: it's like a a second process as opposed to the ones that attach on where like, you just don't even have to think about that.
1: Have you caught in your kids using it like a, um, a water fountain yet? Um, <laughs> cause you're young. I mean, your middle one is crazy like that. Yeah. She, she mostly like,
2: I set the, the, the ground rules on the bidet before we even moved in. Okay. <laughs> it was, that's their bathroom. And I said the bidet, it's just like off limits. So like they like stand on it, like, when they're, like, brushing their teeth and stuff like that. Henry goes, like, he... He just he bathes in it. Yeah, like, he, that's, like, a <laughs> <his> second uh, <laughs> second home for him. He thinks it's amazing. Um, but, like, Hillary said something like, oh, don't use the bidet so much because Henry, like, kind of goes oh, in. And I was gross. like, hold on, like... But, why why you are know, you letting like, him in it? Not even let him in. Like, he just sticks his... When he's, like, crawling around, like, he'll stick his hand in. But I'm like, hold on, wait, like, we use the toilet... That's much grosser than the bidet. Like, the bidet, it's flushing everything out constantly. I don't know. Like, it's not like shit residue is... Like, actual shit goes in the toilet. The bidet, it's just kind of like a a little birdbath of shit particles. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but Henry's not
2: swimming in the toilet. But he's not swimming in the bidet. He's just standing up, like, kind of... Crawling around, touching like, the outside right, of yeah, it. Yeah, like putting his hand Why are you in... letting
1: him crawl around in the bathroom? I don't choose where he crawls. <laughs> if I did, if I, you keep the bathroom y- door closed, and you,
2: you the just... bathroom needs to be used at certain points. He, he's he gets everywhere. He he climbs. He's ten months now or eleven months, and he's no pro- crawling up the the full staircase. Not a problem. That's great. Cr- I like, was at the, I because was, we didn't have yeah. a staircase in the old place. Like. The other two kids, the older ones, like they didn't know what stairs were until they were like three or four.
1: I have too much anxiety to even be around kids. I saw that recently. Um, I was at a friend's house and their baby just started climbing up, the, and I just like got oh, up to yeah. like run over, and they're like, "It's fine." I was like, "It looked like a reverse slinky," and I was like, "There's no way it's going to survive that." But he's he's in he's my totally mind's great. eye. I just saw the kid dying before me. You thought like that? I feel like that until after a
2: couple times of him being fine, like, I'm like, all right, the scariest shit happened. This was like legit scary, even though nothing happened. Um, I was in the kitchen downstairs, I guess, ground floor. Um, and then there, the bedroom's upstairs with the, the full staircase. Um, so my middle one, Emma, she, she needed to like, go to the bathroom or whatever. Like she ran upstairs. I was trying to, what I think it was like during like uh Oh, she was she was puking. Um, She's like, oh, I need to like she needs to puke. So I ran her upstairs. I was in the kitchen with Henry. He was there, Um, and and I ran her up. This and like she just missed getting to the toilet, and she puked like on the floor. Fine. I was like, all right, Henry's downstairs. I need to get there. And on my way down, I saw that he's in one of the bedrooms. He he, within oh he had already gone up the stairs. So and I like look to the left. I go oh, I guess I don't need to go s- downstairs, like, Henry's right here, and, like, th- but then, like, continued on, and, like, I had to do, like, it was, like, out of a movie, like, did, like, a double take, like, oh, oh, Henry's right here, it's fine, I'm like, hold on, Henry's right here, what the fuck, <laughs> like, he was, he was downstairs a minute and a half ago, um, but, yeah, now it's, like, I guess, and he also knows how to get himself down also, that's wild, it's, amaz- it's like,
1: incredible, I had, uh, I might have told this po- this story on the podcast before, but when I was 24, I was dating a single mom, and, <laughs> I had one day where I had to care for her kids. And firstly, it was the most exhausting day of my entire life. Uh, and at one point, I was trying to make dinner for the kids. And firstly, the kid wanted just, like a two-year-old, just wanted egg whites. And I couldn't believe that he just wanted egg whites. I cooked him up a cheese omelette. He started crying. And then I made him egg whites, and he ate the whole plate and wanted more of it. But then the, the other thing that happened was the other one wanted chicken nuggets. So I tried turning on the oven but I didn't check the oven, and like there was just stuff sitting in the oven because people like, use their ovens for storage. Yeah. I wasn't aware of this. And didn't so, know that was a thing. It's a and, very so I got, normal thing. I, I, yeah. Okay, fine. I, I'm not a fucking housewife. What do I know of fucking ovens? No, no. Like, you're it's just not sexist. a human being. <laughs> I was a college kid, <laughs> I didn't use ovens. So, the, one kid is crying about the eggs, and then I turn around and like the. Uh, the oven starts smoking. smoking right and then i had ran to the door to open up the door because the whole house is smoking and the, and the cat just out. runs out and i'm like <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's you can't it. even
2: not even like I the basic up. things
1: like it was just like boom 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 like, it was like fail a,
2: fail fail within yes, like 45
1: uh, seconds i was like if if she does not show back up within 10 <laughs> minutes we're going to be dead i'm going to kill us all <laughs> 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 nothing more could go wrong i got to say i really I always thought I'd get to a time he, like, in my life. You, like, killed the cat, like, just like, yeah. all right, like, okay, you need to go, like. <laughs> <laughs> the cat, by the way, that, the cat just came back on its own, but I just accepted in that moment that the cat was, like, I figured the lady was going to come back and I would explain to her, listen, I thought I was going to kill your kids, the cat's gone. Exactly, like, but I can't be cool. worried about the cat. The cat was one thing too many. It's, it's like, listen, your cat's dead, but it could the have been kids, much worse. The kids are still Trust here. Trust me.
2: This is a really good scenario. This is this is like exactly what you wanted. Hey, lady. Good news, bad news.
1: <laughs> what I'm discovering now, I really well actually. I still kind of think kids are a luxury good. And if I get to a point in my life where I can afford them, I think I'd like to have them. But what I'm experiencing more now with my sister's kids and my sister's kids are are very cute. They're very cute kids. They're not like snotty bratty kids, especially um, the, the boy, I think he's like two years old and he's a very pleasant two year old. He doesn't, he doesn't like cry and complain that much. He's like a smiley laughy guy, but I, I can handle him for about two minutes and then I just don't, like, that's it. I don't, that's, yeah. That's normal. That is normal? Yeah, yeah. It's cute it's, for exactly two minutes, and no, then I don't want to, like, I don't want to play with them, I don't want to deal, I don't want to be responsible, like, the but whole you, thing. The
2: thing is, you don't have to be
1: responsible as an uncle. E- yeah, but, unless... like, I, I don't even really want to hang out with them. <laughs> that's fine. I go over there, I try, I make an effort every time I'm in town and I visit, but, like, I'm good for, like, ten minutes. Right.
2: Yeah. I think that's what they expect of you also.
1: Yeah. I gave a great... Okay christmas gift to that kid you can call it hanukkah i found right. it cvs by which is where divorced dads go for last minute gifts it's here they made yeah, it. yeah, you certain. know what i should have bought this for your kids too great gift it was all 10 bucks um it looks like it, it looks and has the <laughs> feel know what it is but. of a snowball but it's not so you can oh, throw them contained? around in the house no so it's like white and fluffy on the outside on the inside there's just enough bean in there that it almost feels like you're crunching a snowball but you could throw this thing as hard as you wanted and never hurt or break anybody. Does it have that, like, mushy feel? Yeah, it's got a oh. feel to it like a snowball. You, you should know get what? that for me. I, I sh- Well, actually, when I bought it, I bought it for myself. <laughs> then and then like, I was I, like... Oh, I this- think I should give this yeah, to my... Yeah, I was my- like, this is this is ridiculous. I can't... Uh- <laughs> I'm going to give this to the kid.
2: CVS is the funniest. Like, I was actually there, I guess, the day before Christmas Eve. So the 23rd. And I was like... I was there to pick up a pres- uh, prescription in the back and coming in like it was it looked like it was just like uh, out of a zombie movie because like everyone's in the front. Like it, it, people with like wrapping paper, uh, the the gift cards and the, the holiday cards, like just like mad rush to like it. And it's like, oh, of course, like, you know, like everyone knows it's coming. But like, of course, everyone is there right before at CVS like. Probably the worst place to get all this shit, anyway.
1: Oh, you can get shampoo, you know. No, I'm just saying, like the uh, the essentials.
2: Yeah, like the and also like it's like it's. I was like, okay, I I expect that, but even even in the pharmacy, it was just it was a zoo. Also, I was very shocked by that. Like, I was like, okay, I could weed through the madness in the front of the CVS because I know this is like probably like peak CVS time, Um,
1: but like it
2: seemed like everyone was out and. Whatever. It was just... I
1: hate shopping. I hate spending money. But one place that I really enjoy and will overspend is CVS. I love walking through the aisles and like finding a random supplement and be like, that's gonna change my life or some random fucking, like a lady, I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna get that under eye cream. That's gonna that's gonna be a game changer. <laughs> that's, that's gonna turn around everything. Yeah. I'm even gonna look good on camera here.
2: <laughs> no, CVS is great. When it's, like not crazy. Like if you just go, oh, I love just meandering through a, a CVS and, and quiet.
1: And they got good snacks. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it's not quite a Seven Eleven. The prices are clearly a little bit too high. <laughs> nice However, you though, like the generic uh,
2: CVS brand of stuff, oh, it's very reasonably but priced. But their
1: though. CVS brand stuff is Gold not emblem, not quality in the same way 711 like when 711 designs their own snacks they design some pretty good snacks i don't have that much trust in cvs brand you should have trust at least for certain items they don't like, have any like pra- soft baked cookies no
2: but like that's not their niche their niche is <laughs> like nuts yeah granola's yeah um like trail mix okay that they they stand up to any Harrington, Any other? I feel
1: like you would have a random CVS snack that you're obsessed
0: with. So, like, exclusive to CVS, honestly, the only thing that comes to mind is they do a lot of great deals on, like, movie theater candy. So, like, okay. three for $3, like, Milk Duds Nerds, and, like, Reese's Pieces. Great value. But do
1: you mean on, like, I the bigger like you, cardboard box size ones? The, like, yeah. movie theater, like... If you're... if
2: Yeah, that's... I have... I want to talk about that a little bit after. I think the best CVS uh direct snack is the um peanut butter filled pretzels, the pretzels. Oh yeah, those oh, are pretty good. Okay, I know
1: those what you're talking are about so fucking good. Not it's my like jam, the, but I know it's what you're like talking about the pillows,
2: about. the pretzel pillows. I would describe them and they're filled with not actual peanut butter, but like dehydrated peanut butter that when you put yeah, them in your mouth. I know what your you're ma- talking you know, about. Oh, so good. I don't love that. Um but speaking of Movie theater.
1: I love chocolate-covered pretzels, though. Yeah, Flip. Oh, oh, that's a classic from CVS. CVS has... White chocolate, the dark chocolate. But But I'm saying even their generic brand holds up. Solid. I don't know that I've had the generic brand, but you know who's entered into that that game with excellent chocolate-covered pretzels is Snyder's... Has busted Ooh. out chocolate covered pretzels, and they have a dark cho- chocolate covered pretzel, which I like, and then they also have a milk Is it, like, chocolate. Fancy, it's good. And then Hershey's has also busted out their own um, chocolate covered pretzels. I
2: could see Snyder's and Hershey's doing like a combo deal. I think that's what it was for the longest time.
1: Now they're it might like a joint separate.
2: venture would be perfect because it's like you guys know chocolate. We know pretzels. Let's fucking get together and
1: let's get these flips out of. I will say
2: destroy the flips market share.
1: When it comes to just a pretzel, if I'm just eating pretzel, I like the rolled gold, the the thin ones, the thin you know triangle ones or the small triangle ones. Triangle or twists? I'm saying twists. Yeah, 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 twists. The ones that look like that. You did it perfectly. Um, You, you. I love a good pretzel rod. I don't like pretzel rods. (sighs) Not my jam.
0: I love them. Even
1: the thin ones where you can pour the salt into your mouth when you're done? Oh, no, I don't... That's...
0: Like the box of pretzel rods? Those things are yeah, great. The li- yeah, the
1: little like box. The... No, the little box oh, ones Oh, no, I don't like those. Snacks. No, 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 no.
2: I like the ones that, like, they're, like, thick and girthy. Okay. The, the pretzel rods... I know rods. what you're
1: talking about. They come in... It's they they come like in, a like, tub. T- yeah, tub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. tubs. Um, I'll but, munch but on those, but those... But back to the movie yeah. theater thing.
2: This is... Th- the movie theater in White Plains at City Center... It's like in a, like a whole shopping thing. There's a Target downstairs. There's a ShopRite in the middle of uh, uh, like the movie theater's all the way up. The Target's downstairs, a bunch of other stores, but there's a ShopRite um, halfway through between the parking garage and getting to the movie it's theater. It's a cheat code. That sounds it's like. The, it's, well,
0: <laughs> well, like it's. They also have that in Porchester.
2: Oh yeah, the uh, the stop and shop is is yep. also there. But it's like it's so perfect because you can they they even have a quick um it's kind of like a um just like a circular thing where it's like express checkout, but it it's it's they're clearly gearing
0: towards it's all movie theater coming,
2: snacks. Ex- exactly. It's just the boxes of the chocolates. It's the milk duds. It's the raisinets in the exact same thing, but just, you know,
1: a dollar each instead of four seventy-five. or you I know. like having a full movie theater meal, <laughs> which I've done. You really actually like go bringing like, a meal. Too? Like you sneak in your like a sandwich and some good baked goods for afterwards. Okay. I- I've pulled off that move, but sometimes I've had you pull it out and like it just smell you're like I can't I'm stinking up the movie theater right now with my fucking baloney. it was never baloney. I-, I brought in like empanadas once and I was like this is too much. It was but- never baloney. It was sushi. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like good baked goods when I'm in a- when I'm at the movie theater. You throw like uh, even a Beldotti's black and white in a bag. Okay. But um, my move going to movie theaters. This goes all the way back to high school. Uh, was I remember we went to see Dumping a Star a Wars box movie. M and M's in the popcorn. That bucket. was never my jam. I actually not only do I not like popcorn at the movies, oh, I get annoyed the if the best. person I'm with gets popcorn. That's crazy. What? You're you're a clinically insane person. Well,
2: here's because why- popcorn is so enhanced at a movie theater. Like it could be trash in a popcorn container and be like, oh,
1: this is it's not that great. it's, it's the mindlessness that you enjoy. If you're both oh, so eating good. something and watching television at the same time, you're kind of like fully lost in activity, which just makes it more enjoyable. So you can be eating anything. The reason why popcorn is the most enjoyable is because there's so much of it to eat and it's so involved. That's also <laughs> what I hate about popcorn is that if you eat, if I take one bite of pop, I'm eating the whole tub and then I always feel sick. It is the most gross thing to get full on. So in that way, I don't even want to be around it. I feel like there's so many other snacks I prefer. To be anti-popcorn at the movie theater is I'm coming out, such a I'm not just bold stance. I'm anti stands. I'm not just anti-popcorn at the movie theater. I'm, I'm annoyed anti- if somebody else gets it. Mindless <laughs> eating. No. <at the> movie. <laughs> I'm all for mindless eating, just not popcorn. It, there was actually too, a point in my life. Yeah.
2: Confession. I, I think there was one point in my life I like was trying to be healthy or whatever. I actually brought a
1: my own... <laughs> Aesthetic. movie th- like the, no
2: um, the microwave I didn't popcorn. want like I wanted that mindless I guess eating yeah. of like a huge amount of stuff carrots no um, celery edamame okay like a bag of the already it. shelled edamame I get it that
0: sounds awesome it was it's I, I should probably
2: bring that back now looking at myself and I get in it. this, in this uh, camera hey,
1: I feel like you had something you wanted to say about popcorn
0: I mean dude popcorn <laughs> is American as apple pie dude you're fucking you're way <laughs> off base on this one uh also, no. your
1: hands get gross if it's yeah. all buttery. But, uh, Dude, you yeah. don't you
0: don't butter. It's you don't gross. butter. You do butter. You don't butter. You
1: got to butter and salt. If you're eating popcorn, it's no, all no. butter and salt. No, on you it.
0: don't put that. Here's the thing: it comes with enough butter as is. You don't no, put no, it. You want to get, it, so it, it comes get it lubricated. a lubricated fucking bone. Otherwise, yes. you're like a horse. It you're just munching on the thing. The it's bone. drying yes. out your fucking mouth. Yes. yes, I want my food to be dry. How crazy is that? Wash it down with like a Coca-Cola. You have a fucking delicious gigantic Coca-Cola next to you, and you salt the shit out of it. Yeah, I get it.
1: You dry out your mouth on purpose and then you wash it down oh, with the coke. Yeah. I get where I get where you're
0: no, coming put from. The salt I want to go also. But yeah, you want to go the see butter, Star 100%. Wars tonight and do exactly that. But the
2: thing, how do you not butter it, there's,
0: dude? Because that, that, that greasy, it. grimy butter that is 100 percent fake and not fucking real yes. and gets like it just it ruins just your hands like and your clothes oil. and it's 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 it doesn't it taste ma- good. Yes, it does. It gives you like a gross film in your mouth for like a week.
4: Not I was you
0: getting- I've yeah, been
2: you- on the flip side of my edamame thing. I've been known to. Ask for a cup of the butter because, like, no, yes. so that when you
1: get halfway in, yes. you can add more yes. butter.
0: Pretty good, oh. <laughs> pretty solid. Look, if you're gonna do it, if oh. you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it right. No, if you're gonna Definitely. do it, the move and then actually then you,
1: wait, wait, The worst part about that is that you have to actually see
0: very yes. visually just how gross yes. that fucking 100%. butter is. 100%. Yeah, because so here's the thing by the time you're halfway done with that, that butter is gonna have congealed the inside no, of the no, stays little liquid. cup. That
1: says liquid, liquid for life.
2: <laughs> no, you <laughs> get a film,
0: you'll get a film at the top, maybe like
1: a
2: cusp of just forming on the
0: gross anyway but yes the real move if you're gonna butter if you're gonna do this and be a fucking absolute pig about it right you go to the butter tender right you take one of the straws they have there Ooh. you link it up to the butter tender then stick the straw midway <laughs> yes. into the bucket of popcorn that is and then press it and now you have butter All right. even distribution know, on
2: butter i know what i'll be doing with my next popcorn Yeah. a couple straws solid. that is Oh, you like... You like it's that's like injecting a like, in turkey. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's like filling uh, the middle of a
0: cupcake
1: with frosting.
2: Oh, that yeah. is genius, Harrington. Yeah.
0: Solid.
1: Did you come up with that yourself, or you uh, kind of like saw like a You know what? Act. Now I agree with Eric. A fat hat. You were the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> Survival skills like that, buddy.
0: Hashtag fat hats.
1: Um, my move with movie theaters was always sneaking beers. I always liked, oh, yeah. <laughs> of course, <laughs> multiple beers in pockets, and I that's remember... That's not just you at the movie. It's like, that was just like... That's just like you,
2: like sneaking <laughs> beers into whatever place shouldn't have beers. Yeah.
1: Well, um. but I remember in high school once we went to see a movie and we'd snuck in a lot of beers and we we're high school kids. and we, I, I mean, n- well, with my hair growing, I don't look young. If I put a hat on, I still kind of have a young face. So when I had hair and I was in high school, I looked particularly young. And I remember at the end of a movie, <laughs> just the people sitting next to you would look over and there would just be a sea, a sea of beers on the floor. And they'd be like, what the fuck are these people doing? All right, Harrington, I uh, I am going to throw us to the panel as we come into the new Year's, I'd love to know Harrington made some some massive positive changes this past year. He got himself into a home. Um, he's lost himself quite a bit of weight. Uh, are you? Do you have a specific goal in mind for the next year? Are you doing a resolution?
0: Don't be homeless again.
1: Okay, so you 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 like you want to do maintenance, which is not easy when it comes to a new goal that you just had and something that you acquired. It, you feel like that's your new year's resolution because you just got into. the I home. don't feel like
0: it's even maintenance. I mean, at the end of the day, like I spent I spent more of last year homeless than homed. So
1: no, I get it. it's like you know it's like if you just started a job a month before the new year, it's like the resolution was to have the job, and now I have the job. So yeah. like I just want to keep You're that good. for the year.
0: Yeah, I did it. All right, fair enough. Yeah, that's where I'm at.
1: All right, Mr. Feldstein, are you? uh, I think I'm
2: in maintenance mode. Okay, just like, just keep whatever. You feel like you got three kids running around. You're not homeless, and I'm not. You know, like it's not great,
1: but it's not terrible, and that's fine. You just want to keep holding it together. Yeah. All
2: right. Without losing my
1: shit. The big one I'm going to work on for this next year, firstly, is I've recently, uh, mostly, just completely stopped watching porn and jerking off. What? Yeah, and I got to say, I feel. I feel better I feel for it. No, I feel better for oh. it. Uh, so I, I want to keep that one off the plate. I also have quite a bit of maintenance in that I want to continue to grow my book of business, put out this podcast once a week, do Dave's show twice a week. Um, and me and Menuhin have some projects that we worked on this past year that hopefully will actually come out next year. So like, I feel like there's still a lot on my plate that I just have to like keep moving the biggest thing that needs to be fixed is uh, my comedy career is in the dumps. I got to figure out how to be getting back up on stage every night. But the real thing that I'm committing to is uh, I I'm, I'm trying to take care of some financial stuff and uh, it's blowing my mind how much money I spent this past year without without taking a vacation, without really going out much. I don't really drink in bars much. I I like I haven't really done anything this whole year. And I was always kind of under the assumption that I wasn't really making money, so I didn't really really need to worry about savings. But now I'm looking at the total income I made this last year and was like a decent enough income that I should start to kind of be a little bit more uh, fiscally responsible and actually... It's tough. Even just for myself, I think even just to kind of have discipline in life... And to also feel like uh, part of why I haven't been investing is I lost a lot of money with investments that I did all the way back in high school. Um, In high school, I was a saver. Like I, I worked jobs. I didn't spend one penny. Like I literally, I worked summer jobs. I took the entire summer jobs and I was like, I'm going to save fucking money. And I, I put it all into GM one summer because that was like everyone. I was like, as safe as you could be by company, lost all that. Then I had all this money at one point. I put into some real estate investment that turned out to be a total, complete scam. Friend put me into that. Like an adult that I trust. I still work with this day. I still love the guy. Not that was a do. fault. Turned out to be a fucking Jewish Ponzi scheme. And I lost all my money on that. Then I saw what happened with the recession. I also kind of understand money in that I think that the stock markets inv- inflated due to QE. And I do think that we're um, due for some sort of a massive correction that has me reluctant to be in the stock market. And I also see you're going to take a loss on bonds because when that happens, interest rates are also going to go up. Well, you wanted to buy bonds like two or three years ago.
2: And if you did get into them. It would have been great.
1: Oh, I would have done well with the oh, bonds if yeah. I had bought them when I said I wanted to buy them. Yeah. But okay, put not all like, not like yeah. it would have. Well, put all that aside. Changing, but I've I have a fair amount of money that's just sitting in cash that, like, just out of laziness, I'm not even putting into safe assets that would earn me one or give two percent. Give it per to se. me. And I will. No, we, we, no, I'm saying <laughs> we can seriously sit down and like come no, up with I'm, some I'm sort saying, of give a. Give it to me. To. A charitable donate? Oh no! Well, that's not that. That's not no. But like,
0: I, you know, your I, yeah. your resolution of figuring out to do with your money could really help with my goal. Yeah. Uh, twenty twenty. I'm just it's saying, not,
1: it's not that much money. If if you
2: we're
4: not
1: talk about Ponzi schemes. I could get
0: to,
4: to the
1: right one. It's called giving me your money. No, no I just think even if you, even if you, oh, okay, so. While those investments I took my – like 10 years later, some of the other things actually have done well enough that it's like those two things kind of equal out. And I just think the actual feeling of, hey, I'm saving and I'm growing my wealth is good for your own goals and not just being short-sighted. Whereas like before I was like – I had a kind of a depressed attitude where you might as well spend the money before the government takes it from you through inflation. And any investment you make, you're going to lose anyways – which, for me, put me in a really weird place because I don't feel comfortable with big purchases. Like, you're not going to see me take a vacation because if I look at, like, the $3,000, i am like, I'm never going to spend that. A grand. I'm never going to spend that. So then I'm just spending money on dumb shit all the time where it's like... It's like a constant stream of yeah, dumb like, shit as opposed to... Exactly. Uh, isolated or because I feel comfortable spending let's just say $42 in a day because you decided to have coffee in the morning a bagel here a sandwich here a third like and that shit adds up and is the dumbest way to spend your money whereas even if I saved it daily to like take a vacation at the end of the year I would never take that vacation because I wouldn't feel comfortable like
2: you could actually truly compare the two yeah like oh I would feel better about myself if I took that vacation instead of spending all this useless money like but like it's like but I wouldn't do that anyway, so why how, we can't even compare the two?
1: Yeah, and most of the money has just really been spent. I, I, I'm not kidding. Sandwiches, eating lunch out, and I also waste time trying to figure out where I'm going to eat it, and it's like a whole fucking process. So my big thing, and I'm already getting better at it, is I'm going to be cooking, scamming
2: the the
1: restaurants. No, no, no I'm going to start cooking all my meals, dude. Okay. I'm going to start cooking, eating at home, and so I want to show you one of my new projects. Firstly. I ate the most delicious thing out of my crock pot yesterday. I'm back mean, on the crock pot. Yeah, yeah, I'm back on the crock Dude, pot. Have you started on the Instapot yet? So I just got the Instapot and it showed up broken. So I gotta wait for How? The the handles um were cracked. cracked they All showed right. cracked up. Um but I gotta tell you, I was looking at the instructions and it's not that hard. It looked like it was gonna be too much. No. You'll have to come over. Hard. You'll give me a yeah. demonstration. I'll give you. But let me tell you what I cooked in this crock pot. Most delicious thing I think I've ever eaten today. Right. Okay. That's... I threw down um, sliced up a potato, put it down on the bottom layer. And then I put water just to kind of be above the potato line. So we're not talking about a lot of water. Then on top of that, I threw a whole thing of chopped meat in there. I'm going to say like, you know, the equivalent, it was like a family pack. So like a big thing of chopped meat. I spiced the shit out of it with, uh, all sorts of different spicy peppers, uh, cumin, um, uh, salt. That's basically it. Right. Then I cut, I cut up a whole pepper and I put an entire thing of this really delicious salsa on top of there and then salsa I or salsa sauce? I put an entire package of um uh like um pepper steak with peppers on top of that so it was kind of like a like a potato chili and 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 steak like did chili it ha-
2: did it come out in layers or just
1: no I mixed all. it together okay. while I was cooking um but the salsa in a crock pot with chopped meat is a great combo.
2: Well, salsa in a crock pot, it, it does well.
1: It really... Okay, but now, this is where I'm really going to press impress you. So, I've kind of figured out a couple things that I can cook up. Would you? Did you serve it over anything or just um, everything that was... No, in there? no, I just ate it okay. like that. Okay, but here's where I'm really going to impress you, Mr. Feldstein. Um, so, I have found I'm okay with cooking, let's say, once or twice a week if I can... Assemble everything and then clean up, and I don't have to repeat that process more than that. Oh, but key. like, even if I have to like cook it and then start putting together the sandwich to have to clean it up, that bothers me. So now I've got an assembly line process for burritos, where I will cook up like burritos for the next like three days, roll them up, and keep them in the fridge, and then you can just grab a burrito to go. But then it, I feel like that's
2: counterintuitive because the first burrito is going to be great, the second burrito is going to be eh. The third burrito is gonna be like, all right. Like, so I mix up. I the, remember that it
1: kind of tastes like that first
2: burrito that I had.
1: So I mix up the variety a little bit of what I'm putting in by way of condiments, so that there's some variety. I'm here. just talking about like all storing right, so, a burrito in the. No, no, because no, we're talking for two days worth, two three days worth of burritos. Okay. Also, uh, all right. So starting from here, I want you to work. Uh, I, I guess these things know, are. You slide to the left. So first is I just cook uh, cook some chicken in a pan. Nice and simple on the stovetop. It's done in five minutes. To the left? I get it to a nice brown, right? Then I line up my burritos. I slather so it them. Like, in... It looks like a, a chipotle. Yeah. I sl- like the assembly line there. I slather them in hummus. I throw sliced peppers down. Hummus right? In your burrito. I throw sliced peppers. Then I throw a shit ton of that chicken on there. I throw a bunch of hot sauce on top of that. And now I want you to let the people know how good I am at rolling up a burrito. Look at that fucking roll, dude. Harrington, pl- please, no, please come I'll, in and take a look at I'll, my... I'll tell you, uh,
2: I have some comments
1: on that. we'll
0: put it on the screen.
1: I it's, was, I meant to send it to you before and so you could bring it up, but... It's uh, it. Appreciate...
0: Come take a look at my... That's a, that's a flat burrito.
1: Yeah, it's, no, those, that's think... because I'm that good at fucking no, keeping it I nice th- and tight, like a no, joint. I mm-hmm. think it's my joint skills in a burrito.
2: Ta- no, you're not taking enough risk. You're not packing it enough. No, I'm getting in there with my hands. That's no, what no, I learned no, no, you got to no, get saying, dirty. You're not, in.
1: No, you're not seeing with the chicken there. All right.
0: I mean, like,
2: you know, it's a good there's start. Not, there's not enough filling to, and,
0: to like... No, those yeah, are overstuffed, like, dude. That no. doesn't oh, look... What? That does not look overstuffed. That, not that does, overstuffed. Not, that does overstuffed. not look overstuffed. That's that is, what I'm saying. That is
1: that mildly any more filled. Than, any more than that, you're cracking the
0: burrito Raw, skin.
2: No. Well, first of all, you're using a wrap. You're supposed to. Yeah. First of all, you're using a. I'm wrap. using a Ortega wraps. No, you're not. Yeah. Oh that's no, it's not, not Ortega. Ortega. It's like that's a, a mission.
1: That's,
2: no, th- it's that's, some some Mexican thing. It literally says Mission wraps. There you so go. So you're not you're not getting the. You need to oh because it's the whole grain. Um, if you're getting the like authentic burrito, yeah, that's gonna be more conducive to the to rolling a packed burrito. You're not i'm sure it tastes great i'm not knocking i'm any telling of you, the my tastes. ratios are perfect
1: there the chicken no. bread and hummus ratio fantastic that's fantastic but just look at
0: like it's not thing,
2: you're not doing it like that's not that's what a tightly rolled burrito no no there it's a very loot i feel like it's very that, packed in. that thing wrapped in there's a lot is, no there's a thing, lot
1: of wrap that thing is packed No, it's not. I'm telling you, the inner layers on that were breaking. And I had to really. All all you have to
2: do is like. I I I was licking the sides of that.
1: I'm not saying it it doesn't taste good.
2: I'm not saying it doesn't taste good. Ooh, I like that. Is that your. Is that that concoction? Yeah, it was really good. That's good. That was really good. By the way. It's just like simple and to the point.
0: We're at a show on Monday and Robbie just at one point walks away from me and goes, "Yeah, I got to go find Luke. I got to ask some questions about rice. (laughs)
1: That's only funny because Luke is Asian. (laughs) I mean, I was just thinking... I tried cooking... uh, Rice is tough. I I tried cooking uh, chili with rice earlier in the week, and it was a failed experiment. How did you cook the rice? No, so the mistake I made was I just... I figured in the time that the chicken takes to cook, because I I made it with ground chicken, the rice will cook as well. In the same plate thing? Yeah, I just... we had cooked mm. a couple of chulins that way um, back oh, in the you day, could and it fill worked. In rice. No, so I had I filler in a chulin, but not. No, so I threw um, ground chicken, which I spiced with rice into the crock pot, filled it with water, but I had to leave after, I, I'm going to say, like four hours, and the chicken was cooked to perfection, but the rice was still just hard. Um, and then I was eating, it, and it was very tasty, even though you had to kind of but fight the rice. You had to fight yeah, the rice, yeah. but then I looked it up. And eating uncooked rice is potentially, um, there's like potentially bacteria on it. It's not like something that you can eat uncooked. You know what I
2: found out also about rice? Yeah. If you, let's say you cook it and it's perfect. If you leave it out, not refrigerated overnight, it turns to this like disgustingly tasted and like very harmful like
1: There's bacteria, yeah, there's
2: bacteria on rice. Like there was one time, I think- it might have been at I think like I just left like a container. It was I think it was with Indian food. And I I left it at the office and then I came back the next day. I'm like, I guess it's like it just was room temp. Like I'm like you know, like I'm sure it's it's fine and I tasted it tasted like beyond off. And I'm like, how is that even possible for rice? And then I looked it up and it's like it's like really bad news shit.
1: All right everybody. That Be is careful our careful with
2: your rice in two thousand twenty. <laughs>
1: That is our episode. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. We got a big stuff planned for the new year. And uh, that's it. All right. Enjoy yourselves. Later. Don't leave. We got the beginning of the episode to record. (laughs) That was the end of the episode. All right. Harrington, you okay with recording the beginning of the episode now?
0: Good, doggy.